If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! I don't think anybody could have predicted when we sat in the seat a year ago that we would have just gone through the year that we did in so many ways, shapes and forms from a work professional and also from just a personal standpoint as well. So kudos to all of us for making it this far. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and that's Nemours Vice President for Service Delivery Innovation, Carrie Officer, looking back on the year that was 2020. An accountant by training and experience, Carrie came to Nemours 10 years ago as a project consultant. So I worked on all kinds of interesting projects. A big part of it was opening the hospital in Orlando back in 2012. Once that began to gear up, I think it was all hands on deck from across the organization. We're supporting that effort. And so developed that led into making a proposal around leveraging these telephones. Smartphones, the computers we have in our hands, which were at that point in 2011, becoming more common than ever, given the introduction of the iPhone just four years earlier. I'd only had my phone for a couple of years, and I thought, this is going to change the way we do healthcare. And so began to investigate telehealth and launched our telehealth program back in 2015. Which today falls under Carrie's purview as part of the Nemours Center for Health Delivery Innovation, better known as CHDI. It's a unique group of a lot of different types of folks to deliver on our promise to make healthcare simpler for families we serve. Basically, we touch families in different ways. One of the ways is through health education. So we have kidshealth.org, which you can go to without an appointment or not even being a patient of Nemours. So we really touch families across the world through our content for parents, teens, and kids. We also touch our families through the use of technology. We work very collaboratively. We have a design thinking group. We have content writers, and we really think about the consumer experience and how we're touching them in a very empathetic way with our tools. So it's not cold, that it's soft, and we're really hand-holding them through the experience to get them what they need with their care management family and divorce. As a part of the center, we also have a consumer insights team. Again, before we start any journey, we do a lot of research to understand the consumer's perspective, the different personas, because not every person, not every family is the same. They're really understanding what problems they encounter, what barriers they need to overcome to ensure, again, the ultimate goal, simpler health care, better health care, ensuring parents have what they need at their fingertips. And whether that's an article to understand what conjunctivitis is, or they need to come on and schedule an appointment. They can do all of those things through that portal or our websites as well. That is to say, CHDI was already developing, deploying, and integrating digital healthcare tools designed to improve the patient experience and deliver better health outcomes, which is exactly why this team was called upon at the pandemic start in March 2020 
to quickly, efficiently, and safely grow and innovate digital technologies at an unprecedented pace. Leveraging the digital technology as a team, I remember those early days, it was about this time last year, we started having conversations about this virus. What did it mean to us? How is it going to impact us? And oh yeah, hey, telehealth team, do you think you could help us out? And could we lean on telehealth to do more of our visits? And that's kind of the early conversation. And then as we move to those days in mid-March, when we truly shut down, I think it was March 13th, we had the dialogue. Oh, wow, we are closing our doors and we are going to flip as many visits as we can to telehealth. That was just a huge shift. I remember the team and talking to one of my leaders and she said, I hope we can do this. We have such a small team. At that point, we had about 200 active providers. Within a matter of weeks, we stood up to about 800 providers. In February in 2020, we were doing about 1,000 visits a month. In April, we did almost 30,000 visits. And we have a telehealth team that I can count on my two hands. We brought together the whole CHDI team, which is made up of about 80 so associates and contractors too. We went into this go mode of, okay, we need to get all the providers enrolled. We need to train them. We need to handhold our parents through this process because most of them had not experienced telehealth before. And it wasn't a choice. Really, if we needed to see you, we had to see you via telehealth. At that point, we pulled a team together. One of my assistants came on and really rallied the troops. We had about 60 people who we scheduled to begin calling parents one after the other, talking to them, walking them through the process and how to get set up to ensure a successful visit. So really hand-holding them. We even had some language barriers that we ran across. We have a couple of folks on our CHDI team who speak multiple languages. They stepped in and were assisting with some of those calls. It even went well beyond our CHDI team. We had volunteers from throughout the operations organizations that some of them were learning what telehealth was for the first time. Seeing everybody come together focus and meet our parents where they are, doing whatever it needed to be done to lift our providers, to educate them, to help them, help our families, was truly phenomenal that we were able to accomplish so much in such little time. And it really speaks to the fact of what the team and the organization did in this short period of time, because we watched our response scores. But at the end of every visit, we ask our parents, how is your provider? How would you rate this visit? And we stayed consistent through this period of time. All through COVID, when I would think there's a lot of hiccups, parents had to wait long times. We had issues with our vendors because they were being bombarded. Their systems just weren't prepared for this kind of onload of telehealth visits. And so we maintained a 4.9 out of five stars, which really speaks to not just the telehealth team, but everybody and really speaks about who Nemours is, the family that we are, and how we came together to work together during this really difficult time. And teams were tired. And there were some tears shed. There was some hard moments. There were some decisions that had to be made. I'm just so impressed with how folks came together. 
I said early on how this brought CHCI together as a team, and I'm really seeing that now as we're moving forward with our new strategy, and that's under development, and facing some of the financial pressures with the decline in volumes as many organizations across the country are facing. Everybody's coming together and really trying to figure out, okay, what can we save, or how do we work together, or how do we approach the problem together? Through that early work of COVID, I think that really connected our team in ways that I don't think we could have imagined. And we did it through so much video. None of us have been together during this whole period, which we were so used to, but we have found our home virtually. We've been doing little things as a team, getting together for coffee break with friends or sharing fun pictures. What's your animal life at home or what's your desk look like at home? Because it's been so different for all of us. It's been really fun to get to know everybody on a different level and in different ways and stay connected, even though this period of time has felt a little disconnected for many of us, not only from a work perspective, but also you think of a personal perspective and how it's changed so many of our families and lives and how we've reacted during this period of time. I will mention our arm of editors and content creators. When COVID started kind of ramping up, there were so many people looking for information. We were all in that boat, like what's next? And even right now with the vaccines, as those came out, we're all looking for good, reliable information from the CDC or other avenues that speak to my issues. And so our content team really began to hone in around creating content through kidshealth.org. We saw our viewership grow significantly around that content. We typically get around 260, 280 million views a year through kidshealth.org from around the world. When we started producing that content around COVID, I think we got somewhere around like 30 to 40 million views from that content alone. So we became a really critical resource for patients and families during that period of time to ensure they had the right information. It was good information. It was written at a literacy level that anybody could understand that can read. And that was translated into Spanish as well. Not only were we focused in on English, but we know we have a large Spanish speaking population as well. I just wanted to mention that because that was something that the team had to pivot really quickly, gain good information. They worked with many of our clinical leaders with infectious disease and otherwise to help write and build that content. So parents had a good resource in their communities that we could send them to. And just as an FYI, we do license that content out as well to many health systems. Not only were we producing the content, but we were also alerting our licensees of, hey, these are articles that you can refer back to of curated content that you can send to your patients and families from your email address, that trusted healthcare resource. So that was another important avenue that we played a big part of as we moved through COVID and really had to react quite rapidly. So talk a little bit about some of the self-care of your team, because you went through a very stressful period, which it can bring people together, but can also cause stress on certain parts of the system or the people who are part mm -hmm. of that system. How did you make sure that associates were cared for? That's a great question. And it's something that I think we focused in on a lot. 
I think we have such a dedicated team and it was such an intensive period. And as we began to open up and we started to get our feet underneath us as a team, we really had discussions, at least with my leader team, who was then having discussions with their associates, shut the computer off at the end of the day. Spend time with your family. Go for that walk. I think everybody had to adjust working from home and there was such that intensive period that you wanted to keep moving like that. And so it'd be seven o'clock at night and you, oh, I got this email, I better get this done before tomorrow. No, turn it off. It can wait till tomorrow. I even have changed my work habits to ensure that I'm not sending emails in the evenings or on weekends. But people need a break. Even though you're at home and you might be able to flex some things in during your day, like throw that load of laundry in or whatnot, people were really honed in on their work and it's hard to turn it off. I found that they're very dedicated to what they do and the mission of Nemours, but we need to ensure that they're taking care of themselves. The other thing that we did too was, especially for the telehealth team, because it was 24-7 for weeks, was ensure that people were taking some time off. They worked in rotations where, no, you're getting a day off this week and you're going to be off. We don't want to hear from you. We want you to go play, do something fun, family, whatever you want to do. And the rest of the team would take the load. They did that to ensure that folks got a little bit more than just a weekend break. When asked to recognize people on her team for their work during the pandemic, Carrie was quick to note that their team focus made answering that question a little difficult, mainly because... They're all superstars in my book, (laughs) so you're right there. I do want to call out specifically the telehealth team, Sue Volt. She's the administrator of our telehealth program, took on that job a few years ago and has done tremendous work but really administered, worked with so many people across the organization and tireless hours, both with clinicians, administrators, and clinical workers to really lift the program and kind of be that intermediary with our telehealth vendor, American Well, as well. She just did a phenomenal job along with Dr. Patrick Barth and Dr. Joanne Bosom. I could go on and on. Rick Raber, he's our chief content editor and that whole team that works for him. I could mention just everybody because it took everybody to do their part to even make it through this past year. We hear some comments back from patients and families on their experience during this period of time. And it just really shows how People weren't going through the motions. They were doing the right thing because they cared about our patients and family as if they were their own. And that means a lot when you see people giving like that back to the community. So what lessons will Carrie and her team take away from the pandemic of the past year? We learned to work at home. (laughs) I will say that. That's one big lesson. In fact, pretty much my whole team is going to be working from home going forward. We have had to learn to get together in different ways. Once we're able to physically get back together, which we look forward to, it'll look different. We'll be getting together for special meetings, but it won't be that daily hello in the hallway like it used to be. So I think that's a big lesson learned. I think the second one that we learned is there is power in focus. It is amazing when a team comes together, a large one and a very diverse one that we have, even just in CHDI, 
the ability when everybody is focused in on the same goal, the amount that you can accomplish and the efficiency and speed at which you can get there is phenomenal. I would think that's the second really big lesson to see that come to fruition. And then the third lesson, and this is from a more narrow focus around telehealth, is just a digital divide that we have in our country. You think and you take for granted that everybody understands how to use one of these phones and they know how to download an app. But we really learned there's fear sometimes. We have certain families who are undocumented and they're afraid to sign up with an email. They don't want to be tracked in that way. Or there's just not the digital literacy and understanding of how to sign up for an app or how to kind of troubleshoot a little bit from the patient side. And then not everybody has access to connectivity, right? Some people go through their phone. They don't have computers. They don't have Wi-Fi. But even their phone plans really can't accommodate the bandwidth necessary to do a video visit. And so I think there's been a lot of learning during this period of time that we have a lot of opportunity. There's great advantage to using digital tools. But we really need to educate around digital literacy and ensure that people have the ability to connect especially in those areas that might be a little more rural. I mean, you've probably been in areas that don't have great connectivity, either from a cell or Wi-Fi. It's just not great. You, know, you can't get good quality. How do we work around that? Those are kind of three biggies, I think, coming out of COVID that I have taken away. Through COVID, we have learned that we can really leverage technology to a great degree. I think we have to leverage it in different channels. I think we still have to ensure that we have empathy and we really think about how we touch people and converse with people, that being our patients and families through technology. And so we're continuing to challenge ourselves. How do we communicate better? How do we make our tools better? One thing that developed out of COVID was highlighted. We were already on the path to one app, which I told you about the Nemours app. But prior to COVID, we didn't have all those capabilities together. And during COVID, we heard from parents, we heard from our clinicians. People are so confused. What's the patient portal? What's the Nemours Care Connect for the telehealth? Which one do I go to? There was a lot of confusion there. So we were very excited that we had hypothesized we needed to go to one app, but COVID really highlighted that that was a significant need. And so we will continue to drive that adoption, ensuring that patients understand how to leverage it, that we leverage our education and our awesome content writers to help us to continue on this journey. Carrie Officer is Nemours Vice President for Service Delivery Innovation, and she's based in Jacksonville, Florida. Many thanks to Carrie for sharing her team's story as part of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. It's a podcast centered on you, the Nemours Associate, and we're continuing to collect your COVID-19 stories to share with your fellow associates and the public. It takes about a half an hour. We welcome individuals in groups, so long as you continue to social distance, to set up an interview at your convenience. Email podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org. The Nemours podcast is available on Nemoursnet and the Nemours Now app, as well as your favorite podcast app and your smart speaker. It's free for streaming and download. Please do subscribe, review, and share with your fellow associates and friends. 
Thanks to our production team, Deborah Griffin, Peter Adebi, and Savannah Pettit. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Carrie Officer, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please, as always, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children we serve.